Can, can we sing that just one more time, please? Let's sing it one more time, please. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect. And if he's been a good, good father, can you just put your hands up in the air and shout out to God, you are a good, good father. Let's worship him just for a moment. Lord, we thank you, Father God. Lord, you are good. He is good, amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. You may be seated. Tell this worship team how good they are real quick. Tell them how much you love them. Especially that tall bearded guy that plays the main part. Man, he's just awesome, isn't he? I love picking on Pastor John. He's a good guy. All right. I'm going to be reading out of Psalm 63, 1 and 2 in here in just a moment and everything. I am sorry if you were expecting one of the other pastors to be preaching tonight. You're going to get a double whammy of me. So if you don't like it, call Kent. <laughs> but I am excited to preach. It's been a uh, fast, long weekend. I had to go into Knoxville for a quick trip. So I apologize to you guys. I have been around everything. University of Tennessee-ish. I got to walk around the campus on Friday. And let's just say I'm fired up and ready to preach because I, I got to see my favorite place in the world. If you all wouldn't mind, I know you all have been up and down, but could we please stand for just the reading of the word, please? Psalm 63, 1 through 2. Psalm 63, 1 through 2 says this. O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Brother Bill, would you mind praying over the service, please? Mike, as he brings forth the word. 
Amen. Let me read that first part of that scripture as you're getting seated one more time. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. Tonight, do those words describe your relationship with God? Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. Church, are you thirsty for the presence of God? I want you to listen to those words just one more time. Does your soul thirst for him? Does your flesh, everything inside of you, long to be in the presence of God? But the most important thing of all of this is this. Are you seeking him? Tonight, this is what I felt God wanted me to share with you tonight, is the topic of seek him. And I want to talk about this, and if I had a title, I would say, what are you looking for? What are we searching for in this life? What are we trying to accomplish? Church, it must revolve around this verse, which is this. Seek him. You see, there is a need to seek. A need to be aggressive and to be the pursuer of God. Are you seeking him? Do you long for him? Are you after his presence and what he has for you? Not only you, but your families, your children, your grandchildren. You know, if I'm going to live for God, if I'm going to be strong, if I'm going to have a vital relationship with Jesus Christ, then I must seek him daily and fervently. It can't be a relationship of, well, it's Sunday, so I guess I better get ready. It can't be based on my time and when I'm available and is this convenient. Oh, wait a minute, let me get my iPhone out and check my calendar. Nope, nothing planned here. God, here I am. I've got five minutes right now. If you can move on me, I'm available. It does not work that way. You see, we must seek God daily. It is a must. Church, when we are weak with God, temptation is strong. But when we are strong with God, temptation is weak. You see, the enemy waits until a time when the seeking slows down. And they are like, well, you know, I was at church last week, so I'm good right now. I'm not involved as I once was, but I'm still good. You see, the stronger I am with God, the more I am seeking him. The weaker temptations will be in my life. And the weaker I am and the less that I seek him, it's then when temptation will be the strongest in our lives. I must, with everything that's inside of me, seek God for the good things that I need in my life and the things that you need in your life. Often we will come to a church or to a, a conference and we see someone who has an awesome relationship with the Lord. And, and we have these strange thoughts of maybe, man, maybe that person was just born that way. And man, they, they have what I've always wanted. And we act like they found something, like they are, they are different, almost even better. No, they're not better. They're not different. You see, the difference is, is this. Those who come here and worship and receive know the, 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 know the word because they are seeking a daily relationship with God. There is a relationship that is going both ways. They are seeking him 
And in return, God is blessing and growing them and stretching them for his purpose. And he is getting them ready for when temptations and trials come their way, that they are ready to face them. This is the difference between people who have the touch, of, the touch and favor of God and the presence of God in their words, in their speech, in their lives, and the way they live and the way they walk, and everything about them. There is a difference in those people because they seek the face of God. You do not just stumble upon a great relationship with God. You are not born with it. You have to seek it with everything that's inside of you. You have to seek it in prayer. You have to seek it in the verses of the Bible in your study time, your devotions. And I will be honest and say, I really don't like having to use this phrase, have to. We need to understand that there is a place in God where it is who you are to seek God. It shouldn't be a have to. I really want you all to get a hold of this. We really need to get past this phrase of have to and understand that we should want to. I personally am sick, I am tired of people who only want a relationship at 10.30 on Sunday morning with God, if it's convenient, if there's nothing else going on, if their schedule will allow it. I'm tired of it. I want to see God work daily, not in just my life, but in about 70 kids in that room in there on Sunday morning. I want to see God work on, at 9.30 on Sunday morning in those classes up there. I want to see our kids, our teenagers, you in this community bring about what God has called us to do, but it will not happen unless we seek the face of God. We've had prophecy after prophecy after prophecy, and what did we expect? We were just going to sit here and go, we're ready, God. It's been 20 years, we're ready. Oh, we're supposed to seek you, my bad. There are two reasons that someone has a relationship that is powerful with God. I believe everyone who has come and who is a believer sincerely desires, if you ask, could you have a powerful relationship with God, every one of us would love to say yes. But I don't know if everyone understands what it takes to have that relationship because you have to seek him. It requires something of you. And there are two things that people with a powerful relationship with God will always have that I've come to notice. The first thing is this. They will have people pouring into their life. If they have a powerful relationship with God, you can count on it that they have people in their life who are pouring into them. And it's not friendships of, you know, I just want to encourage you and I love you. It's friendships that will say, you're not where you need to be. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to condemn you. But I'm telling you, you got to wake up. What's wrong? I want those friendships in my life. On the spiritual side, they pour into them and help them shape what God is wanting and, and, and what they're desiring. The second thing is this. They're going through pain. There is something about problems and pain that can help you develop a very powerful, powerful relationship with God. And let me just throw this in there real quick when I say that, that they, there are people pouring in them. It's not just you go to someone and say, hey, could you, could you pour into me? Uh, you need to be careful about who you allow to pour into your life. I found out a few years ago that, that I needed people pouring into me that would challenge me to grow, push me through hard times when I wanted to quit and to run. People that would hold me accountable, not the ones who would give me the pat on the back. 
If you want a powerful relationship and a relationship with God that can't be affected by the world, but you can affect the world and everything going on, you better be careful about who you allow to speak into your life. The thought for tonight is seek him. So whether it's problems or pain that drive you into that pace of seeking God, and there's nothing like problems and pain to make us turn to the word, make us turn back to prayer, make us turn to God with all of our heart to get spiritually minded, to seek him, to go after him and ask him prayer. Or it's the right godly people pouring into our lives and listening to godly advice. These are the things that can help us seek God more. The word seek is found, according to this Google search I did, 313 times in the Bible, the word seek. And if you have a Bible with you here tonight, if you can follow along with me, I know I start talking fast real quick, or if you need to write them down or come back on Facebook and YouTube and watch these later, get these, get these verses if you can. Let's start in the book of, of Psalms chapter 9, and I'm going to give you a few seconds to get there. But I really felt that God this week, when I started looking up these Bible verses about seeking him, to just read these out loud, some of these to you. Psalms 9, verse 10. Those who know your name trust in you, Lord, and they have never, and you have never forsaken those who seek you. Those who know your name, you have never forsaken those that see you. Some of you this evening feel like you are forsaken. Some of you feel like God is nowhere in the situations that you are facing in your life. You got problems going on, but notice he says, I will not forsake the person who seeks me. If you seek him, read his scripture. If you seek him and get in prayer time about your problems, it says, I will not forsake you, says the Lord. Psalms 10, verse four. In his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. Now notice something about wickedness. God's definition of wickedness is simply this. You're not seeking him. Wickedness does not take the time to read the book and get alone with God or to create an atmosphere in our lives. Church, there is power. Let me say it again. There is power when you open up the Bible and not only open up, but you read those words out loud. I don't care if you're in a room by yourself. It's going to feel weird. But when you start, seeing, when you start speaking out the promises of what God has for you, you start walking around your house and start speaking those verses out loud. Speak them over yourself. Speak them over your spouse, over your children, over your grandchildren. The teachers in the room, I know you may not be able to do it without getting in trouble, but go around your classroom before those kids get there because you may be the only Jesus some of those kids ever see. Wickedness does not seek God. Righteous people will seek God. The wickedness, the wicked in our prideness does not seek God first. It's saying, I don't need to seek God about this. It's saying, I'm okay the way I am and I have this all figured out. And if you're going around saying I'm saved and I'm going to heaven and I don't have to seek after him, let me read that verse again, but I wanna change one word. In my pride, the wicked does not seek him. If you think that you can make it through this life without seeking God, you are sorely mistaken. Hear my heart as I say this, but the last thing that comes up in your mind, when there is someone sick in your house, or there is a situation where it seems like hell is coming down on your family, 
If the last thought that comes to your mind is I got to seek God, we got problems. The first thing that there should be done is this. I've got to touch the throne of God. I've got to get a hold of him. Am I not saying seek medical attention and advice? I'm not saying that. That's needed. But you've got to say, God, I need you in this moment. God, I've got to have you in this moment. And the first thing needs to be, come on, let's cover this in prayer. The first thing that needs to be done with problems, with challenges, with raising a family, it's not who we're going to run to. Let me say that again. Don't just run to people when your first problem comes up. Dear God, please get this if you get nothing else. Do not update your social media accounts with all your problems. I want to say it like I said to the kids this morning. Not everybody is for you. Some people love drama and they love to see yours. Keep it off social media. The first thing, first thing you've got to do when a problem arises, a situation arises, there's problems in the home, there's problems in this or that, is seek the face of God. Psalms chapter 14 and verse 2 says this, The Lord looks down on heaven, on all mankind, to see if there's any who understand and any who seek God. We have a God that's looking down from heaven, and he's looking. Is there anyone seeking me? Are there any preachers seeking me? Are there any worshipers seeking me? Are there any in church who are seeking me and that are hungry for a move of God, that are hungry for my presence? Psalms 27 and 8 says this, My heart says of you, I love this verse, My heart says of you, seek the, my face. And it says, your face, Lord, I will seek. My heart says, your face, Lord, I will seek. I love those words. Those words are David praying to God. What he is saying there is that, God, in your walk with me, I'm going to seek you. And he, he just kind of whispers back to him, seek me. Have anybody ever had God just kind of come by and you just felt that just right in the corner of your ear, like, seek me? You're going through things. Hell is coming against you. You've got problems at home. You've got problems in the marriage. And God's just over here whispering, just seek me. Seek my face. We have all these things saying, I don't care about you, but God's over here saying, I gave up everything and I do care about you. Stop looking for everything else in this world to fill the voids that you have in your life. God is literally whispering, and some of you, he was screaming into your ears tonight, seek me. Some of you have come here with problems, and we, we come in here with this appearance of we got to smile, it's church time. We got to get our church appearance on. We got to look proper and everything. But on the inside, there's some of us in here tonight going, I wish somebody knew what I was going through because they don't know the hell that I'm facing right now. And why our human desire is we want to share that so we can feel better. There is a God in heaven that says, I already know what's going on and I want you to seek me so I can touch this situation. You know those feelings you're having when you see that Bible laying on the table that hasn't moved in days? It's the Holy Spirit saying inside of you, I want you to seek me. I want to pour into you. That feeling of when you drive by the church building to do anything and everything else but go to the house of God and we need to worship him. And that thought and heart in your head, that little twist, that gut feeling you're having is that's God trying to say to you, I long to be with you. 
Psalms 34 and 10 says this, the lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. If you are a person who seeks God, who is the aggressor in the relationship with God, you know, I, I think each of you that are here tonight or if you're watching online, you didn't have to come. You didn't have to flip the channel on. But that tells me if you're here tonight, there's an earnest, there's something inside of you that is desiring to seek God and his promises for you. And for those that will seek his face, who seek a true and authentic relationship with him, those who will seek the Lord will lack no good thing. If we seek the will of the Father, guys, he has it all laid out. If we will let him have control and trust his words, God's got these three little words. I got this. When you're seeking God first, he's first about everything. In our marriage, in our relationships with our friends, in our business, in our jobs, with our children. When God is first, you will lack no good thing. Psalms 40, chapter, chapter 40, verse 16. Let me say this first. Are you tired of feeling like you're stuck, stuck in life, stuck in relationships, stuck in your finances, stuck in addiction? Then seek the face of God. Quit just coming to church and hoping that your attendance is going to fix everything. Come to church, but seek God. Before you go to church, prepare your heart and your mind and already start seeking him. Instead of on Tuesday night going to another part of the house and hiding from all of your problems, go into a private place, seek the face of God, and then when you come out or when you come to church, your mind, your heart, and your body is ready for what's getting ready to happen. Because first, he will change you, and then watch what he will change in your life, in your relationships, in the problems that you have. Psalms 40 and 16 says this, but all who may seek your rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say this, the Lord is great. Church, I'm telling you that if you will seek the Lord, he's gonna give you joy, unspeakable joy. He will give you gladness. He will cause you to learn to have joy in your heart no matter what you are going through, no matter what you are facing. Why do I say that? Because my joy does not come from the things in this world. My joy comes from God. My happiness is not determined by what's happening in my current situation. Every joy that I have in my life comes from God. When Jesus is the center of your life, joy will be there. So many times we, we come to church and we come to church and we get blessed and there is a message that touches us. The music was really good and then we go home to what was there, the defeat and the reminders of what we're facing in this life and the same struggles. And God is over here saying, if you will seek me in all that you do, I'm gonna make a path. I'm gonna keep my hand over you. And guys, does that mean everything's gonna be easy? No. Does that mean everything's just going to, all of our problems are just going to vanish? No. What it is saying is God says, when you seek my face and have only peace that I can give you, it's going to be okay. No matter what you're going through. Psalms 105 verses 3 and 4. Glory is his holy name. Let the hearts of the rejoice who seek the Lord, seek the Lord, his strength, seek his face evermore. Are we seeking him? Are we hungry for his presence? My throat is hurt and I sing, I sing Rocky Top too much this weekend. 
Are we wanting more than just coming up here and just going through the routines? Are we singing his, uh, seeking his face no matter what? We know the routines of Sunday morning. Three songs, the offering, maybe another song, and then it's time for preaching, and then we go home and we're facing everything, not realizing in that worship time and in that word and that altar time, we could have been seeking God and changing what we are facing. Are we setting ourselves up for time with God, or do we have an approach of, well, you know what, it's been a busy Monday, everything's done for the day, I've got a couple minutes before bed. God, here I am. My mind and body is ready for what you have in the next five minutes before I go to bed. I've been working 10 hours a day. I've had to take the kids to this practice, to that practice. I had to go get groceries. I had to come home and cook food. And now I'm ready for you. If you're ready for God, you're a better person than I am because I'm ready for bed at that moment. God, help us. God, help me if I've ever done that to you where I've just approached you with that careless attitude. God, move on me. Let me make time for you, God. You certainly made time for me 2,000 years ago. If you can't get over there fast enough, make a note of this one. Proverbs 7, 15 says this. So I came out to meet you, diligent to seek your face, and I love this, and I have found you. If you go over to Proverbs 28 and 5, evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand all. Ask yourself, have I really been seeking God's face? Isaiah 51 and 1 says this, listen to me. You who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were cut and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. In other words, look back at the moment when you sought God out the very first time in your life. Take a moment and remember that moment, can you? I can remember being at our old church, going to the right side of the stage in the middle of a revival and surrendering everything I had. And I will never forget that hunger, that desperation that was in my life at that moment. And I'm not saying to forget those moments. We need to hold on and treasure them, but we cannot live there. You see, what started as a hunger for something that you didn't have now should be a hunger of what I have, I don't want to lose. Jeremiah 29, 11, we all know this one. We can all say this one. For I know the thoughts I have to you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. We sure do love that verse in the church world. We hear that one preached a lot. We, we, heck, I like to preach that one. That's a good one. We speak it over our children. I'm sure it's said at least 300 times at, at teen camp, wouldn't you say, Pastor Zach? We, we love that one. But man, we sure don't like to read those other verses sometimes. Go over here and just look at verses 12 and 13. Then you will call upon me and you will pray unto me and I will listen unto you. Remember, check out that order there. Call upon me, pray unto me, then I will listen unto you. And you will seek me and you will find me and when you will search with me with all of your heart. You see that hope, that future, that big deal that you may be counting on, the big investment that you're planning on, those big plans you have, the destiny and purpose God has for you and, and puts you on earth will only be accomplished, one, in his perfect will and only will be found when we look back at that verse, when you seek me and if you seek with me and search me with all of your heart, all of it, then you will find me. But we have to seek him. We have to seek what his will is for us and what he wants for us. Unless we have a heart that is just, 
desperately seeking for God, we aren't going to fully connect in the way that he wants and desires in our life. You see, the key to finding the will of God, finding this direction, finding the path and the plan that God has for your life, guys, I promise you, because someone in here tonight is thinking he can't have anything for me. You don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. You don't know the thoughts that have gone through my head. You don't know about the mistakes that I made in my life. Guys, we just read over that verse. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, to give you a future and to give you a hope. But you will only find it when you seek him. Quit wasting the precious time. Quit wasting your days. Quit wasting that precious time you have. Each of us only have so much time in this life. Stop wasting it on things that do not matter. Stop waking up in the morning and the first thing you do is reaching over for that phone to see what's the newest thing on social media. Stop waking up and checking your, your news channels to see what's going on because I promise you, you're gonna get depressed by it. Stop waking up to check the stock market. Instead, when you wake up tomorrow morning, when you wake up Tuesday, when you wake up Wednesday and every day after that, don't pick up your Bible app, but actually do this right here. Pick up this Bible that's near your bed Open it up and start reading. When you pick up that Bible and you start reading it out loud over your life, your children's life, and you start applying it, watch what will happen. We will pick up that phone and put everything else into our mind, into our spirit, and we wonder why we're dying spiritually. Because you have not been allowing time for God to speak through the Bible and into you, into your family's life. God said, if you will seek me with all your heart, I will direct your lives, and it's a good plan. A.W. Tozer said this, there will be no manifestation of God to his people apart from earnest seeking. When we see people with an amazing relationship with God, we sit back and we go, wow, look at that. It must come so easy to them. No, it, it really doesn't. It comes from someone who's earnestly seeking God in their life. It comes with a price and a sacrifice. Someone who gave up what they wanted in this world and wanted God more. It didn't just pop up in a few days. A person who has fully committed every part of their life and being to seeking the will of God in their life will tell you there have been sacrifices. There have been times where I wanted, and I, I wanted to do things, but I had to say no. It hasn't been easy. I had to miss out. But when you're coming and you're seeking him and what he has, and it's just not four or five times here or there, but when we are committed and we are sold out to Jesus, God will see our efforts. He'll see the purity of our heart. And if we are giving it everything we have, God will move. Guys, just like I told these parents earlier, I'm going to say it again. Your relationship with Jesus Christ, it is not a sprint. It's a marathon. When you are seeking God, there is something powerful happening, something powerful that is released into your life when you, everything about you changes and you say, you know what, that stuff doesn't matter anymore. This is what matters. Second Chronicles 26 and 5 says this, and he sought God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding in the visions of God and as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. God made him to prosper. As long as he sought the Lord, he prospered. We might say, what did that verse, help me do this. Excuse me. 
If you go over to verse 7, God helped him against the Philistines. God helped him. God watched over him. Go to verse 8. And his name spread above, ab abroad even to the entering of Egypt. Stay with me. I'm getting really close to closing tonight. Verse 9, this guy starts building stuff. Verse 15, this guy starts inventing things. And at the end of verse 15, it says, And his name spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. Verse 16, but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to destruction. Notice that there is a strength in weakness, and there is a weakness in strength. The strength of weakness is that when I am weak, God is strong, and I am seeking him and what he has for my life, my ministry, and everything else going on. But when I am the other way, it's very dangerous. The dangerous period for all of us is when God is blessing us, and then for some reason, we stop seeking him. We're not here as often as we should be. Because then we're looking really, because when we're looking really strong, we are in fact really weak. Because it's at that time, it's our efforts that we're doing everything, and God is not in it. If you get nothing else, what I'm trying to say this evening than this, as long as my heart is fully seeking him for his purpose, for his will, for his destiny in my life, and it's about him, God will cause me to prosper. But if I ever get so strong on my own where I am not seeking God and the Bible and my prayer and my worship time is not priority, things are going to fall apart really, really fast. This is my last verse tonight, and if the worship team would go ahead and come. Genesis 4-7 says this, God said to Cain, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do, do not, if you do, do not what is right, sin is crouching at the door and its desire is to have you. Sin is crouching at the door and its desire is to have you. Guys, we have to be careful because sin the enemy, the devil, it is crouched at the door and it's just waiting for the moment and his desire is not just for you, but it's for your kids. If the devil can mess you up, he's pretty happy. But if he can mess up your entire family, he's on cloud nine. Whether you want to believe it or not, guys, the devil has a target for each of you and he is waiting. The devil is not dumb in his approach. He's waiting for the moment when you're seeking God with your whole heart, when you're not seeking God with your whole heart, and he will attack. He's not gonna come in here when we got all of us surrounded together and we're in unison in our worship and our prayer. He's not gonna do that. He's gonna wait until you pull back in home and, and you see the problems laying at home. And things are gonna start creeping up in your head. See, you're not good enough to take care of this. What kind of man are you for your family? Things are gonna approach us in different ways and we have to be ready. God is saying, you can choose to do right and obey me, or you can choose to ignore me. You can choose whatever you want. But you better remember, when you make the choice, whatever you do, just like this in verse in Genesis, sin is crouched at the door and it's waiting. You can make any choice you want. You can seek God or you cannot seek God, but you better be ready for the consequences. Sin is not going away, and you better have a life seeking after God and having his life upon you, your children, and your grandchildren. You know, I love that this part of the Bible, it doesn't end with a negative. The last part of this verse is, it's a desire is to have you, but it says this, but you should rule 
over it. Its desire is to have you, but you should rule over it. Are you seeking God? If you are seeking God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your body, if he is the priority in everything, sin cannot have you. As I'm getting ready to close, I want to share this from an article I found online. And I'm just gonna give you a small part of this article. And this article is entitled, How to Fall Flat on Your Face. And from this article, the writer said, and he warned about David from the Bible, the most dangerous time in a person's life is the most prosperous time. He goes in on the article, and when the king went out to battle, David stayed behind because he didn't need to be seeking him anymore. David is like, I'm good. The writer wrote these next words, and I want you all to catch them real carefully here. When you are in prosperous times, prosperous times lead to passive wills. And passive wills lead to overpowering emotions. Overpowering emotions lead to impure thoughts. And impure thoughts lead to private, private sin. But I want you to catch this last part. Private sin leads to public consequences. Private sin will always, every time, eventually lead to public consequences. Sin is crouched at each of our doors waiting for that moment. And may, you may have this big, beautiful, wonderful marriage kids and all that. But guys, I'm promising you, sin is at the door and it's waiting. Don't take the approach of your children. Man, look at them. They're over there in the youth group. They're worshiping. They're in kids' church. They're worshiping. I love how one of my friends says it. Get involved in your children's life. Know everything that they are around. Hold it accountable. I want to ask you guys this. How long has it been since you've heard that voice just whispering, seek me? That voice that's saying, where have you been? You've been getting cold. You've been getting lukewarm. Man, it sure has been a while since I heard from you. You see, we know God up here. You know what to do when. You know how to act in your head. You know the right smile, the right phrase. God is good. But in here, Guys, this is a dangerous spot to get in. I've been there. You don't feel it. You don't sense it anymore. And I want to ask every one of you in here tonight, when was the last time that you heard God whisper in the corner of your ear, seek me? And when was the last time your heart said, your face, oh God, I will seek? As they're playing behind me, if everybody would stand. And I want to ask you right now, start preparing yourself. Tonight in my heart, I'm not trying to work anything up. That's not what I'm after. God will move however he wants to move. But I believe there has been a voice crying out to some people in here tonight. When is the last time you came and you literally sought after me? Not you, 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 you prayed to God while the song was playing and then when you knew that last chorus was playing, you got up and walked up, okay, I'm good. No, when was the last time you sought after God with no matter what was going on around you? There's a voice saying in some of your all's ears tonight, you need to prioritize and come back to me. I want to hear you and I want you to hear me. I believe God is even saying to this church body corporately, we need to seek after him as a, as, as a corporate body. You know, we have some amazing events coming up pretty soon. Ladies retreat is next week, right? Anybody, is that right? Am I right? Okay, ladies retreat's next week. In a couple weeks, we got this, uh, we got this men's rally going on. If you don't know about it, it's right here. 
You need to be here, man. A few weeks after that, we got teen camp and kids camp going. And corporately, we need to start seeking the face of God for these events to make impacts on people's lives. But I want to say something else. I don't know if you know about it. Wednesday night, there's a prayer meeting going on. Sounds like a real good time to come in here and seek the face of God. Why? Because there is power in unity. If you are a teenager, there is the best youth group in that room over there on Wednesday nights. And he didn't pay me to say that. Get your teenagers here. Well, Pastor Mike, you know, they, they just don't really like it. They don't connect. I don't care. They live in your house. Get them in that room. Kids, we even got something for you. We got classes teaching you biblical principles and we're trying to set you up for something great. Teenagers, I'm not leaving you out either. Teenagers, we need you. This generation, you know how to seek the face of God. And I've got little kids in this room. Zach's got some teenagers in this room. Come by, pour into them. You got my permission, come see my kids. I can look at these uh, uh, senior adults and I can see the battle wounds on those knees where they've gone after the face of God. There is power in unity. And unity is not just Sunday at 1030. Let's stop where we wait for big event after big event. Are they important? Are they needed? Sure. But things that are happening here on, Wednesday, on Wednesdays, on Mondays, on Tuesdays, there is power and unity. There is opportunity. There is opportunity up here to seek God all the time. But you need to go home and set up some time and start covering those walls that your kids are in more than anywhere else and say, in this house, it's not happening. In our house, we will serve the Lord. The evil that is crouched at the doors of the homes that we own, we need to speak with the power of God over it and tell it it's not allowed in this home. This filth is not allowed around my children because the person who seeks God has God looking out for them. I want us to do this and as they play and start singing and I have no clue what they're getting ready to sing but I guarantee it's gonna be good. As they just start singing, I'm asking you as a family, individually, however you want to do it, it's, it's, your, it's your opportunity. Find a place either in this altar area where you're sitting and start seeking the face of God in your life. What are you dealing with? What are you struggling with? If you need somebody, if you say, Pastor Mike, I got nobody up here and I need somebody to pray with me, come on up here. I'll pray with you. Right now, let's just start seeking the face of God right now. Find a spot, let's go, come on.